0: Hi there, my name is Natalie Nation and you're listening to Feed That Nation. future registered dietitian. I'm a health educator, a content creator, and a self-proclaimed mac and cheese expert. I create content here on Feed That Nation all about college life, college health, and college wellness with the goal of helping you, my fellow college students, to be more successful, more confident, and more healthy in your student experience. I upload podcast episodes right here to YouTube and to your favorite podcasting platforms every Wednesday, and I upload YouTube videos every Saturday. Don't forget to go follow me on Instagram. I am at FeedThatNation, and go check out my blog, FeedThatNation.com. Also, don't forget to check out my affiliate partner, Coconut Whisk. Coconut Whisk is a Minnesota-based company that produces allergy-friendly, gluten-free, vegan baking mixes. I absolutely love coconut whisks products. I love their mission. I love their team. I am so excited to be partnering with them to bring you a 15% off discount. When you order online at coconutwhisk.com. use coupon code feed that nation, you get 15% off your order. I receive a small commission and everybody wins. Go check out coconut whisk. In today's episode, I really want to talk about leadership and confidence in college. And I feel like as college students, we are presented with so many amazing opportunities to be leaders and to take ownership of our campus, of a group project, of an internship, and to really shine. And there's not a whole lot of opportunities usually for us to learn how to grow those leadership skills. And I really want to talk about that today because I think all college students have the ability to be leaders. And I want to talk about how we can, as students, build each other up, build our own confidence, build our own skills and talents, and maximize our own potentials, really. It's a lofty goal for a 20 or 30-minute podcast, but here we go, everyone. (laughs) Something I love about leadership in college is the fact that every college student has skills and talents. Every college student has things that they feel confident with, that they are experienced with, that they feel good at, that they feel comfortable, confident, amazing with. And every college student has skills that they're building, that they're, you know, maybe decent at, but not an expert. And every college student has skills that they know are definitely not their biggest strengths. And maybe using my ex- myself for an example here, I know that I am a confident and comfortable public speaker. That is probably one of my biggest skills, really, is as a public speaker. I also know that I am a good writer. I'm not a great writer, especially when it comes to scientific writing, but I am a good writer. I'm good at phrasing things well. I love using fun vocabulary words. I try my best to write clearly, and all of that I think is reflected in my public speaking, but also in my academic writing. Something I know that I'm not very naturally good at, something that is not one of my strengths, is dotting the I's, crossing the T's, and making sure that All the little details that need to be done are done. So things like getting a project submitted on time, rereading the syllabus to make sure the project covers every single one of the topics on the syllabus. You know, these are things that I'm not naturally super skilled at and I'm okay with that because there are things that I know I am skilled at and I don't need to be good at everything. So my number one thing right here is I want you to say to yourself today, to yourself out loud or write it down, I do not need to be good at everything to be a good leader. Like I said before, every college student has skills and experience that they can use in leadership positions. People who are good at dotting I's and crossing T's definitely have roles on leadership teams. People who are great public speakers, people who are good writers, people who are organized and excellent at taking notes, people who are great at Excel and charts and graphs. Like, everybody, every college student has these skills. Not every single skill, but every college student has skills. And I would really encourage you to think about the things that you know you are skilled in, the things that maybe you've taken multiple courses in or things you've learned through jobs you've had, things you naturally feel confident and comfortable in, even if you don't have academic experience in them. Make a list even, write it down. These are the things that you can shine with as a leader. Now, a lot of people, when they talk about the things that they are skilled at or the things that they know that they are good at and experienced at, we tend to add modifiers to this when we're talking about it to other people. You know, we say things like, I'm kind of good at this or I know just a few things about that, or I'm pretty okay at this. And I want you to stop that. If you are good at Excel, you are good at Excel. You don't have to be great at Excel to be good at Excel. You don't have to be the best at Excel to be good at Excel. And really, the reason that we do this, the reason that we put modifiers in front of our skills and talents is because we're protecting ourselves. And I've done so much work on myself in therapy about this because I, you know, with my learning disability, my experience in school led me to believe that I was not smart. And it took me years to be able to say out loud, I am smart. I am intelligent. I'm bright. I'm a good critical thinker. I am smart. Before I really gained the confidence to be able to say that out loud, I would put modifiers in front of it. I would say, oh, I'm just kind of smart. Or I'm just awkwardly smart. Or I'm just smart at things that don't matter. And all of that was to protect myself because I didn't want to tell people I'm smart and then make a mistake and have them think that I lied or have them think that I was arrogant or overconfident or lying or whatever. So I would protect myself by putting a modifier in front of it to reduce their expectations of my performance. And that's normal to want to protect ourselves from failure and disappointment and shame. That is such a normal thing. But when it comes to leadership, having confidence in what we are good at in what we are comfortable and experienced in is a good thing. So I'd really encourage you when you're thinking about these skills and these talents and these experiences that you have, remove the modifiers. Now, like I keep saying, every college student has skills and talents. Every college student is good at different things. That being said, there are a few things that I feel like every college student leader that I know, there's a few consistencies. There's things that all of us have in common. And one of those is consistency. And what I mean by that is if We know a leader, and that leader is really, really excellent at writing and sending emails. They are consistently good at that thing. And even if they have a few typos or they send an email and forget to, you know, add an attachment, they handle those mistakes or those little slip-ups with confidence because they are consistently good at sending emails, even if they are not perfect at sending emails. The person who is really great at creating charts and diagrams in Excel might not get it perfect 100% of the time. They might make mistakes. They might forget to add a legend or have the wrong color listed for something. But the person who is good at Excel charts is consistently good at it, even if they are not perfect at it. And I would say for you, if you are somebody who wants to be known for being a leader in a certain area, work on your consistency. And again, this does not mean that you need to be perfect at whatever you are confident with or experienced in, but it does mean whenever you use this skill, put effort into it. Be mindful about it. If you're a confident public speaker, then every opportunity that you have to public speak should be good, even if you slip up, even if you aren't speaking loud enough, or you have a sore throat, or you forget your PowerPoint slides and have to ad lib, people will still know you as the consistently good person at public speaking if you are confident and you do your best at it every time. And a huge part of that is not apologizing when you don't need to apologize. And this is something that I think is a more feminine trait, but all of us do this at one point or another, where, you know, we forget to attach something to an email, And, you know, someone points it out and we send another email a few minutes later and we say, sorry, so sorry, forgot to attach this. Sorry, everyone, for the extra email. Sorry. I would encourage you not to apologize. I would encourage you to say thank you. And this is something I've seen in so many different leadership and professional development tip lists is to say thank you instead of I'm sorry. With the email example, you can say instead of apologizing for forgetting to attach the file, you can send a follow-up email that says, thank you to so-and-so for noticing that I did not attach the files. Here's the file attached in this email. Thank you everyone. And obviously there can be places, and there definitely are, places where apologies are needed. But if the apology is not needed, don't do it. Something that I absolutely love about leadership on a college campus is that there are so many opportunities to make connections with other people, to connect with your peers, to connect with older or younger students, to connect with faculty and staff around campus, on other campuses in the community. There's just so, so many opportunities to make those connections and build those relationships, and I would say that a, huge, huge part of leadership is being able to build those connections and those relationships. And I know that every person out there doesn't love doing that. There are introverts. There are people who are shy and anxious. Being shy and anxious or being an introvert does not mean that you cannot build relationships and build connections with other people. You know, if you meet somebody at an event and it's really hard for you to speak in person to them because they're new and you don't know them and you're maybe a little intimidated, why not send them a follow-up email afterwards and tell them how much you enjoyed meeting them and ask them a question about what they're doing or what they're studying? Have you even found that something simple like remembering someone's name and remembering something they said can be a huge piece of building connections and building relationships. Maybe you're sitting in a lecture and the professor is lecturing and someone sitting a few seats away from you asks a really great question or brings up a really great point. What if you were to have a follow-up to that point or want to ask a question about that point? Use their name. You know, as Mark said about this topic, I totally agree and I want to add that. Or in Susan's example where she talked about this, I was wondering about what would happen if, really, and I talked about this in the networking episode I did a few weeks ago, when you remember someone's name and you remember what they've talked about, what they've said, that person not only feels seen and heard and feels good that someone was listening, but they're also more likely to remember you and to remember your name and what you said. Another concept I love in building relationships is to edify each other. And this is actually (laughs) kind of nerdy, but I actually learned this in marriage prep counseling when I was preparing to marry my husband, Paul. We talked about the concept of edifying your partner, where you build them up with your words. And I absolutely think that edifying the people around you, building them up, using positive language and avoiding derogatory language and avoiding complaining or gossiping is a huge, huge component to being a positive leader in college. And this can be so direct and it can be indirect. And I want to give a couple of examples because I want to talk about this concept of edifying people because... When we gossip as people, and I won't lie, gossiping is fun. You know, rumors, gossip, drama, we love talking about that stuff because it's interesting and exciting and juicy. And I wouldn't necessarily say there's always something wrong with it, but I do want to point out that we need to be aware that if I'm talking to someone in my class and that someone is completely gossiping and using rude language, maybe swearing, complaining about someone else, there's a good possibility that the person doing the complaining would be willing to complain about you to other people. You know, we can't assume that, you know, people who are gossiping about others to us don't gossip about us to others. And as somebody who's experienced, you know, different bullying throughout my life, I also want to say that it's not very nice. And again, I love gossip, I love rumors and drama, but whenever possible, and especially when I'm with people in an academic or a professional setting, I don't do it. You know, I build up the people around me. I don't add to the destructive commentary. Do I make mistakes? Sure. Do I have off days where I'm just really frustrated with a person and I need to talk about it? Absolutely. But as a leader, it's not a great thing to do in professional settings. And so I would really encourage you, if people around you are gossiping and you feel confident enough to ask them to stop, do it. If you don't feel confident to ask them to stop, leave the conversation. Don't contribute to it. In more direct ways of edifying others, you can build them up with your words. You know, if somebody in your group did a great job putting together the PowerPoint, when you guys are presenting the PowerPoint as a group, mention that. Mention that your classmate did a great job with the PowerPoint. You know, mention that one of your classmates worked really hard on the Excel charts and spreadsheets. Because again, people feel good when the things that they are good at are noticed. They feel seen, and they feel heard, and they feel recognized, and they feel valued. There's a leadership concept that I have loved since the first time I heard it a couple of years ago, and that's the idea of social currency. And I've talked about this a couple of different times on the podcast before, but I don't think I've ever really gone into detail about it. Social currency, to me, is the value that is assigned to you in social situations by other people. And so, you know, as leaders, we want to build social currency with the people around us. We want them to believe that we are valuable. We want them to believe that we are strong and confident leaders. But at the same time, social currency in social situations can be scary because we don't want to lose that perceived value that our friends have given us. And in college, the line between leadership and professionalism and social settings is very blurred. You know, you're in classes with your friends. You live with your classmates. You go out to drink with your classmates. You know, there's less of a separation than There might be in the academic world a lot of the time, and that makes it even more challenging to do the unpopular thing, to do the right thing that isn't going to be the popular thing. And as leaders, we have to be okay with sometimes losing some of that social currency with our friends to do the right thing as a leader or as a professional. You know, in the gossiping example, you know, we might lose some social currency if we say, hey guys, I'm really not comfortable with this gossip, can we change the subject? You know, people might not like that very much. People might not think you're fun. They might think you're a stick in the mud or something, but it's okay to lose that social currency to do the right thing. And this is a concept that takes a lot of working on if you're just starting on your leadership and confidence journey because it is terrifying Sometimes to do the unpopular thing, to say the unpopular thing. It can be really terrifying to lose that social currency with your friends to do the right thing. And it can make us question if what we know is the right thing is actually the right thing to do. And I've talked about different situations. I think my bullying episode, uh, I will link it below, is probably the one where I talk about this the most. But you know, we fear saying the unpopular thing and losing that social currency with our friends because we don't want them to start gossiping about us. But part of being a leader is being confident that you're making the right choice. At the same time, we can build social currency by edifying the people around us by, at the same time, we don't just lose social currency, we build it. And like I talked about before, edifying the people around you, building that social currency around you, people valuing you as a leader because you act like a leader and you behave like a leader. You refuse to participate in the gossip. We'll build social currency with other people, even if you lose social currency with a few. You know, you being consistent about the things that you've said you will do Builds social currency. It builds that value. It builds that respect. That's a good thing, too. I love talking about leadership, and I feel like I could go on talking, but maybe I'll just have to make this a series or something a leadership series to continue to talk about ways that college students can be excellent leaders on campus and off campus. So I'm going to end it today by just maybe recapping. You know, we'll recap it like a PowerPoint lecture. Let's do it. So, being a leader and having confidence are two huge things. Every college student has things that they are experienced in, skilled at, good at. Excellent leaders are consistent about delivering those things, no matter what they are. Building confidence means not apologizing when you don't need to and not adding modifiers in front of the things that you are good at. Edify the people around you, build them up, remember their name, remember what they're good at, remember what they're passionate about. Speak positively about others and refuse to participate in or even permit gossip when you are around. Don't be afraid of losing social currency to do the right thing, even if that right thing is the unpopular thing. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I honestly, again, I'm probably going to have to create like a leadership series so I can keep talking about this because I just, I love talking about it. And I think college students The more that we can edify each other, build each other up, help each other to be confident leaders, the better. Before I let you go, of course I'm going to be giving you my food, my follow, and my fun this week. My food this week is broccoli cheese soup. I made broccoli cheese soup a couple days ago and it was so, so good. I had it with just some buttered toast and oh my goodness, oh, so good. I can't believe I used to not like broccoli because it is amazing. My follow this week is an actress. She is a creator, an artist. Her name is Jessica Nicole, and she is At Jessica is Try Curious, and I will link her below. I just listened to her on a podcast, and I just loved her creative spirit and her energy, and I had to go follow her, and I have not been disappointed. She is a black queer woman who is an actress. She's been in The Good Doctor and a few other shows that you might have seen, and she sews, she's a shoemaker, she is just incredible, and I am so uplifted by her joyful spirit and her content. So go check out Jessica Nicole. My fun this week is to enjoy the weather that you have. And as I'm speaking right now, we had a weekend where the highs were in, like, the 60s, and then the next day it dumped, like, two inches of snow. And so enjoy the weather that you have. Obviously, I'm not super happy about the snow, but... I'm enjoying the beauty of the weather. I'm doing my best to enjoy how cozy it is in the house with some hot tea. I really, really enjoyed how beautiful it was when it was outside. I actually got a little bit sunburned because the weather was just so beautiful and nice outside a few days ago before the snow. And so I would say enjoy the weather where you are. If you like this episode, go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Leave me a comment below. Leave me a rating and review. Do what you got to do. I would love to hear from you. I love building this community. My nation, you guys are phenomenal. I love hearing from you. Don't forget to go follow me on Instagram. I am at FeedThatNation. And go check out my blog, FeedThatNation.com. Until next time, my name is Natalie Nation. You're listening to Feed That Nation. And I'll see you soon.